This is the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z, telling it like it is. Hi, and welcome back to the Truth Hurts program. It is Thursday, the 13th day of May 2021. The hypocrisy, the ludicrous media, the ridiculous left progressive so-called woke Americans, well, they're still doing their best to try and convince the rest of America that they too should be as woke as they are. I just read something online where the Department of Energy secretary is telling people who drive electric cars that they should be thankful they made such wise purchase decisions in the wake of the gasoline crisis the gasoline shortage, the massive overnight increases in gasoline prices, because those people were intelligent enough and had the foresight and the wherewithal and the intelligence and the wokeness to buy an electric vehicle. Now, I want you to think just for a moment, close your eyes and imagine the highest level of stupidity that a person could achieve. The highest level. Far higher than gropey Joe Biden. Far higher than Barack Hussein Obama. Far higher than the real housewives of wherever the hell. Far higher than the thug drug addict on a street corner who can't remember his own name. On a scale of zero to uh, infinity, let's say. Zero to infinity. Our new Department of Energy secretary ranks right up there near the tippy-tippy top. Why do you say that, Steve? Well, because she lacks something called common sense. But worse, perhaps she does not lack common sense. Perhaps she has chosen, because she is a Democrat, a progressive, a liberal, a communist supporter, a person who absolutely hates our capitalist economy, Perhaps this woman knows that she can indeed pander to the one half of America below average, the below average American who is progressive and so-called woke and so-called liberal. What our illustrious energy secretary fails to, let's say, fails to recognize, let's say, fails to communicate to the American people, probably by choice, is that the tires on that electric car are made from the same oil that the gasoline I use in my lawnmower, or the diesel I use in the old F-250, or the gasoline I use in other vehicles that I own, motorcycles, boats, etc., It's the same exact oil that manufactures the plastic panels that comprise the electric vehicle that they are so proud of, that they are so enlightened about. It is the same oil that produces the wrappings that go around each and every wire and electrical component in that electrical car. It is plastic that comprises the computers, the computer chips. That's what houses all of the electronics 
It is plastic. Made from what? Oil. But let's take it a step deeper, shall we? In addition to that plastic made from oil, there is the actual asphalt on the road upon which those electric cars are driving. What do you think? Asphalt is made from volts and watts? You think asphalt is made by wind turbines or solar panels? Speaking of wind turbines and solar panels, a lot of the components used in those wind turbines and solar panels are made from petroleum-based products. Now let's go one step further. How do you think those electric cars got transported to the dealerships where they were sold? Why, they were put on the backs of 18-wheeler or locomotive car transports, which run on, not electricity, boys and girls, but petroleum products. But Steve, those electromotive engines that run the trains that pull those cars, they run on electricity. I understand that. But the electricity that they run on, the electricity that operates the electric motors that drive the wheels on that locomotive train that delivers those electric cars to the dealership, those electric motors are powered by diesel generators on board the trains. But, 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 but what about the trolleys and the electric subway systems? They run on electricity, Steve. Why, yes they do. They run on electricity that is generated by electric power plants, utilities, which generate that electricity using coal, which comes from the ground, or oil, which comes from the ground, or natural gas, which also comes from the ground. But Steve, I've heard of some electric generating plants that operate on used garbage and recycled plastics. Where do you think those plastics came from? Oil. And it's not just everyone turn in your two liter bottles and your 20 ounce soft drink bottles and we're gonna power the nation with that plastic. Burning that plastic, by the way, releases harmful CO2 into the atmosphere. Harmful CO2 if you breathe it in directly. Harmful CO2 if you're a human being sitting on top of the smokestack, the emissions from that plant. Harmful CO2 if and only if you're sniffing it directly. For CO2 is the chemical that trees and grass and plants rely on in order to produce oxygen. Or did they not teach you that at the woke elementary and junior high schools or the woke high school or your woke progressive liberal university. Oil, as correctly identified by former President Donald Trump, is the lifeblood of our economy. It will always be. We'll be right back. So I thought I'd talk a little bit from the front seat of the old F-250 here today and explain to you 
something about America that you may or may not already realize. And it's real simple. People like Joe Biden, who spent 47 years of his life in Congress doing absolutely nothing but trying to destroy our nation. Nothing productive, mind you. Nothing at all. He spent 47 years there. Then he spent eight years as the so-called vice resident under Barack Hussein Obama. And now he is the resident at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Some of you might even call him the president of the United States. In his well over five decades, in his well over one half a century in politics, as a Democrat, as a liberal, as a communist supporting progressive, as a panderer, Joe Biden is simply continuing the mission of Barack Hussein Obama, of Saul Alinsky, of George Soros, and others who wish to radically transform America because they are embarrassed to be Americans. And they're embarrassed to be Americans because somewhere in their upbringing, their mommies were likely victims of something. Sexual assault, maybe sexual harassment, maybe battery, maybe being made fun of, maybe their parents were bullied. And they themselves, like Joe Biden, the little wimpy kid from Scranton who walks around and tries to make everyone think he's a tough guy when he's not, was probably bullied pretty heavily. And he got into the Senate, into Congress, and decided to throw his feeble weight around. Because at that point, he had a little bit of power, a little bit of perceived power. In order to get back at those who picked on you, you could do like the rumors about one certain man who's getting a divorce and his foundation is probably going to wither on the vine. No, I'm not talking about Bill Clinton, although it pretty much sounds like it. Another Bill who has spent his entire life bullied growing up as a poor guy, a geek, a nerd, someone who was picked on incessantly and then became a multi-gazillionaire. He wants to radically transform the world. Rumor has it this other bill, this computer bill, at one time had an enemies list of all the people who ever picked on him. And he took that enemies list and bought the companies for which all of those enemies worked for and then promptly either shut the company down or fired his former enemies. When you got money, when you've got power, you can do that kind of thing. Barack Hussein Obama and gropey Joe Biden had the power of the White House. And they decided to use that power to make the world like us. But Steve, I thought the world loved America. I thought that's why everyone was trying to get into this country, because they love America. They love the way we do things. They love our ideals. They love our culture. They love the fact that we're a successful economic superpower, a military might. People love America. Well, that's what I've always thought my entire life. I mean, there's got to be a reason people want to come to this nation, right? Well, in the eyes of Barack Hussein Obama, this nation wasn't built by the people who currently live in America. And he would be correct. 
This nation was built by our ancestors, your ancestors, my ancestors, black people's ancestors, Chinese people's ancestors, Italian ancestors, Irish, German, French ancestors, Russian ancestors, Japanese ancestors, Vietnamese and Korean ancestors, Canadian ancestors, South American ancestors, Middle Eastern ancestors, ancestors from India, from Africa, all over the world who came to this country legally, within the letter of the law, the right way, the proper way, the legal way. And they worked together in this massive melting pot. And the idea is you all work, you all contribute, you all pay your taxes, and the country gets built. That is how we got to where we are today. That is how the nation was built. That is how the nation grew. But in the eyes of people like Barack Hussein Obama and his whipping boy, his puppet, Joe Biden, this nation was only built on slave labor and on the backs of poor people who are victims and will always be victims. And their ancestors were victims and their offspring will be victims. And so Barack Hussein Obama and Gropey Joe during their eight year tenure in the White House made it a point to tell the world how much America sucks. How much America is evil. How much America deserves to be done away with. When my ancestors came to this country in 1908 from Yugoslavia, on my father's side, when my ancestors came to this country in 1901 from France and from Acadia in the northern, northeastern quadrant of Canada, they came here pretty much broke. They came here with whatever skill set they possessed, and they began to work hard, and they began to learn the English language. They began to assimilate into the American experience. Why? Because when you grow up in Eastern Europe, or when you grow up in an outcast section of Canada, because you are Acadian, you are what later became Cajuns and French, when you come from Bordeaux, France, not speaking a lick of English, you have to learn the language, the customs, the way of life in order to survive in America. And that is what my ancestors did. That's what the Irish people's ancestors did, those of Irish descent. That's what the Italian people, the Italian descendants who came to America did. Their parents, their grandparents, their great-grandparents, their great-great-grandparents, whomever it was that made that long, expensive journey to this nation and stood in line at Ellis Island or some other legal port of entry and presented their papers to become citizens of the United States through the process, the legal process that was in place, they had to become Americans. It's the whole purpose of coming here, was to become an American. Yes, we don't mind if you sing your old Italian family folk songs or your Irish folk songs or your Nigerian folk songs or your Honduran folk songs. 
We don't mind if you continue to wear whatever headgear or headdress you wear. We don't care. But you do need to learn the language of our nation. You do need to learn the law and customs, regulations and ordinances of our nation. You need to become part of our society. That's how we continue to grow. That is how we continue to succeed as a nation. Barack Hussein Obama and Gropey Joe Biden, they didn't understand that. They thought, how dare you evil white supremacist former slave owners have the gall, the audacity to tell people that come to this country how they should speak, how they should dress, how they should eat, how they should work, how they should obey rules and customs and laws and regulations and ordinances. How dare you, white man, you evil white man. Newsflash, Gropey Joe Biden is an evil white man. But people like Barack Hussein Obama and Gropey Joe Biden, his puppet, still to this day his puppet, they had a different idea. They set out to apologize for our nation as if our nation was somehow inherently evil. After all, it was founded at a time where slaves existed. Slavery was abolished in this nation 158 years ago. Gone, done away with, made illegal. At that time, some payment, some reparations were made. There were some plots of land given to former slaves and a mule. Many of the slaves continued to stay on at the plantations where they used to be slaves. Now, if they were treated so, so poorly, why would they stay? Why not become that free citizen and go get a J-O-B, a job? Many of them stayed on at the plantation and began to work for pay. And guess what? Many of them found that once they were free people of color, were no longer slaves and still worked on the plantation, they actually had it better before when they were slaves. Because now they had to pay for everything. No more free health care, no more free education on the plantation. No more free food. No more free shelter. But I digress. As I'm sitting here driving over the Lake Pontchartrain Causeway, the largest overwater bridge in North America and in the Western Hemisphere, it used to be the world, I'm sitting here thinking as I'm watching a double-A hyphenated American 13% minority fella riding right alongside me. Now my F-250 has about 100,000, 101,000 miles on it. It's really good shape, but the guy that just passed me in a brand shiny new Mercedes SUV 2021 model, top of the line, beautiful Mercedes. How can that man say in this day and age, in the year 2021, that he is somehow underserved, underprivileged, oppressed, racist victim? How could he say that? Looking through his window as he passed, he had a gold nugget ring on his pinky on his right hand, holding it up on the steering wheel. 
and what appeared to be a very expensive watch in a very nicely pressed button-down shirt, salmon in color. That car has to cost well, 80, 90 grand. How can he possibly think that he is oppressed, that he is somehow a victim of racism? He's driving a nicer car than this old white boy. He's got a nicer watch than the watch this old white boy is not wearing. We as a nation have become this, oh pity me, everyone's a victim, except the white Caucasian conservative male. That guy can't be a victim. He's a white supremacist. Just because he's white, he's automatically a supremacist, right? That's what they'll have you believe. Of course it's a lie. Of course it's an out-and-out, 100% lie. I'm not privileged. I've worked since I was 12 years old. At 12 years old, I worked in a garden center. I bagged potting soil, pea gravel, mulch, pine straw. I carried large plants out to people's cars during the summer months. I worked at a time when minimum wage was $1.95 per hour. But I was not 16 years of, old, uh, of age at that time. I wasn't 16 years old. So I wasn't even entitled to minimum wage. I think the garden center paid me a dollar an hour, and I worked for some tips. The little old ladies really appreciated when you'd carry those 40, 50, 60 pound sacks of potting soil out to their cars. But I've worked my entire adult life. And if you know my mom, she'll attest to that. I have aunts and uncles who say, my God, that man has worked his entire life. At 13, I also worked at a garden center. At 14, I worked at a donut shop in the evenings and the garden center and still held down my schoolwork and managed to cut and edge and sweep and rake and bag people's yard clippings. I cut grass, did landscaping work. At 14, I ended up working for a landscaping company during the summer, planting trees, digging out flower beds and gardens, laying sod, learned how to drive and operate a bobcat, a forklift, a bulldozer, a box scraper, tractor. 14, I learned how to drive a stick shift, split axle, stake body truck. That's all I'm going to tell you. I learned how to drive it. At 15, I continued to work. Worked at a radio station. Took a job in the evenings on air. Still cut grass. Still managed to work part-time on weekends at the landscaping company. And the rest is history. But I have worked and I have paid taxes and I have contributed all of my life from the time I was tagged as a teenager until now approaching 60 years of age. I have worked in Australia, New Zealand, Germany, Denmark, Switzerland, Canada, all over the United States of America. I've traveled, my job has kept me away from my family, from my children, sometimes for months at a time. I have chased natural disasters literally around the world and helped people recover from, respond to, and prepare for 
natural disasters, man-made disasters, catastrophes. I've always paid my taxes. I've always contributed to. I make no apologies other than for the times that I owe my children an apology for not being there physically for them. Barack Hussein Obama and gropey Joe Biden spent their entire political lives apologizing for the evils that they see in America. They've never seen the good. They only seek to blame white America for everything that is wrong with the nation. They apologized to Europe. We bailed Europe's ass out of World War II. We've continued to support them and protect them through NATO. Finally, a president grew some balls in Donald Trump and said, hey, you guys need to pay your fair share. Democrats should have embraced that. They're always calling on the wealthy Americans and the corporations to pay their fair share, right? Well, isn't it time that NATO allies pay their fair share to contribute to their own protection? Oh, no, no. That was evil. Democrats spent time apologizing for the evils of slavery in other countries when we had nothing to do with that. Democrats spend time apologizing for America to the Middle East. The Middle East is where we have dumped trillions of dollars over history and we've really not reaped that much of a reward at its best we've gotten oil from them but we've paid for it it wasn't free and at worst they've withheld oil from us yet we still send foreign aid to them we send foreign aid by the billions to South American Central American and Mexico different nations And what do we get in return? We get their criminals. We get their criminals by the hundreds of thousands per month. They send their criminals across our borders. And under gropey Joe Biden and Camel Toe Harris, who just simply turn their heads and look the other way, we, the American people, get to endure Biden apologizing to those nations as if the American people did something wrong to them. Those people are choosing to come here. They want to be part of the American experience. But that's not good enough for Joe Biden. Joe Biden wants them to come here and become victims. Live as victims. And don't forget to vote Democrat. Victims. That's the way it is here in America under the gropey Joe Biden, Camel Toe Harris administration, a wholly owned, bought and paid for subsidiary of George Soros Industries, of Bill and Melinda Gates Industries, of Jeffrey Epstein Industries, of Barack Hussein Obama Legacy Industries, of the Bill and Hillary Clinton Foundation, of the Nazi Nasty Pelosi, of the Chuckles the Clown Schumer, of the Focahontas Elizabeth Warren, of the Alexandria Ocasio Horseface Cortez, of the racist Cory Booker, of the fake Mexican Beto Robert Francis O'Rourke, of the nasty, bigoted, racist Maxine Waters. That is who we have leading our nation. That 
instead of apologizing for their own actions, their own inactions, their own terrible decisions, Gropy Joe and Camel Toe are apologizing to the world, saying that America was founded on a principle of evil and that Americans of white skin are inherently racist, bigoted, homophobic, and supremacist in their thought processes. My friends, Gropey Joe Biden promised transparency, yet he is the least transparent president in history. He promised bipartisanship, and yet, with the stroke of a feeble-fingered pen, he has managed to circumvent bipartisanship in its entirety by just enacting Democrat-only processes. He promised to fix the crisis at the southern border, and yet he's opened the floodgates, rolled out the welcome mat, and told hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants each month since he took office, come on down and don't forget to vote Democrat. He promised to help the economy, and yet on day one he shut down the Keystone Energy Pipeline and he put a moratorium on drilling for oil and natural gas in the Gulf. And then a few short weeks later, he told the coal industry a big old F.U. And now, here we are, 112 days into the Biden presidency, just a little over three months as the moon circles the earth. And gropey Joe Biden has managed to turn this nation from being energy independent for the first time in a hundred years, to now being dependent on Europe and other nations to supply us with gasoline. And he's apologizing. He's apologizing because of the massive amount of petroleum it's going to take to ship that petroleum to the United States. When had he simply let them finish the Keystone Pipeline had he stopped pandering to countries like China, the Ukraine, Russia, and the stands, we would still be energy independent today. Had he put a true security protocol into place after bashing Trump for all of the hacking that supposedly went on during Trump's years, had he enacted some type of security, as he promised to do on the campaign trail, perhaps the Colonial Pipeline Corporation would not have been hacked as it was. Perhaps there would not now be long Jimmy Carter-esque 1973-era gasoline shortages over half of the United States of America. Perhaps if he and the Democrats had not done what he and the Democrats did in shutting down our nation for this overhyped, over-exaggerated, over-reported Wuhan China novel coronavirus Kung Fu China flu, perhaps the nation would be in better shape now financially, economically. If he had not continued to push forward ridiculous high taxation on the nation, had he not done what he has done to our nation in continuing to pay people more to stay home 
than to go to work, perhaps people would be going to work right now and paying taxes on the goods and services they consume, on the income they produce, and we wouldn't have to raise taxes on hard-working, tax-paying Americans to pay for the massive increases in so-called social programs that this groper-in-chief, this clown, this half-witted man is proposing for our nation. But he is who he is, and it is what it is, and we're stuck with it, and that's the truth. And sometimes, unfortunately, the truth hurts. Thanks for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts program network.